Before we start the show, we wanted to share our praise report. Yes, Jesus has been nominated for a GLAAD Media Award. This is the first time GLAAD has honored an outstanding podcast, and we are humbled and honored to be included in that list. This nomination means more people will be listening. So hello, new listeners. We are GLAAD you're here. We pour our heart and soul into this podcast, and any help and support you can provide really makes a difference. If you are a Glad Media Award eligible voter, please consider Yes Jesus. And if you aren't, now's a great time to share the podcast with a friend. Thanks to Glad for nominating us, and thank you, our listeners, for making this pod into a family. Now, on to the show. Hello, kings and queens, and in between sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another camel hair and leather episode of the Glad Award nominated Yes Jesus. I'm Daniel the Franzese, and as always, I'm here with my bestie, Azariah the Southworth. And we're going to talk about John the Baptist. And don't worry, because here at Yes Jesus, we believe lumber sexual daddy bears are God's gift to humanity. And the Bible has the perfect example of the perfect woodsy activity queer. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. We're going to get into John the Baptist in a little bit right after the... All right, we wanted to share some news from our friends at Beloved Arise. This is for you youngins out there. Beloved Arise, the organization behind Queer Youth of Faith Day, is running an essay contest for high school seniors. You could get... 10,000 doll hairs in academic scholarships. Can you believe? This contest is open to any youth of faith, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, Sikh, or any other faith. You just need to submit a creative, bold, genuine essay in response to these two questions. How has your faith shaped you as a person and helped you in hard times? And how have others challenged your faith and or identity and how did you persevere? The deadline is March 10th, so get writing away, kids. Full details are at belovedarise.org slash essay. Ooh, $10,000 hairs. That'll buy a lot of books, mm-hmm. a lot of pencils. Pay for that dorm room. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, we pray that somebody out there gets this message that you know um, and is able to apply and win. That'd be really fun. Yeah, let us know if you win. Yeah, let us know. We'll make a big praise report, which brings us to our praise report and prayer request section of the show. This is where when you feel like you got a hallelujah, you got a little pep in your step because God is just good. God is so good. God is just so good today. All let us time. know and we will hallelujah along with you. And if you have something heavy um, that's weighing on you, uh, if you need some help, if you're like, oh, my siblings, please pray for us, we will pray for you. Um, so give us a call. Um, and actually, we're going to take it right now to a prayer request. Everyone, we need to pray for Katie. This is from Katie. Katie says, it's a little long, but bear with me. Please pray with me and a friend of mine. Recently, I saw and enjoyed the Disney movie Strange World. I especially like the character Ethan Clyde, an openly gay teenager who's experiencing a crush on another boy. Someone who both me and my friend are Facebook friends with posted a review of the movie and I responded, commenting on both the fact that Disney doesn't know how to market science fiction movies and also brought up Ethan and how the people at Disney didn't want the contrary. This spiraled into a very messy situation with my friend since apparently, because we are both Catholic, we should both be disgusted by the presence of a gay character and should strictly follow the teachings on homosexuality as they're laid out in the Catechism of the the Catholic Church. 
I have read that entry and I find it extremely confusing. Basically, the fact that homosexuality exists is acknowledged. However, such people are supposed to remain celibate to the glory of God. To me, that sounds like a lifetime sentence of a closeted life. And as an arrow ace who has only just started to come out to a few family members and close friends, I know that feeling like I had to hide and deny a part of myself had an extremely negative impact on my mental health. And I wouldn't wish what I was going through on anyone. Just as an aside, arrow is aromantic, little to no romantic attraction. And ace is asexual, like little to no sexual attraction. My friend also used the lines, love the sinner, hate the sin, and tried to explain why hearing those words might be painful for an LGBTQIA plus person. Since in this context, what the phrase seems to mean is that I love you, but the hate part of that just doesn't follow the heterosexual norm. It didn't go over well because that's not how she understands the phrase. I even thought about telling her that the words love the sinner, hate the sin aren't even in the Bible but that the concept comes from Mahatma Gandhi. It also should have been extremely clear to my friend that I don't see the way that conservative Christians use this phrase as being a loving or even kind way. Right now, the two of us aren't even on speaking terms, but I am hoping by the grace of God that the two of us can find a way to deal with our different points of view and that she could understand that it's okay to disagree on some things. Well, um, that is a lot to unpack, Katie. Um, I think that it is okay to disagree on some things, but when it comes to somebody thinking that your fundamental existence is uh, disgusting or immoral or not not worthy of of the brand of normalcy, whatever that is, mm-hmm. I, I think that it's okay to also um, disagree loudly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I appreciate you. Uh, saying something in that Facebook uh, thread, because I think that it takes those kind of conversations and they're painful when they're brand new. Wounds are painful when they're brand new. But if these conversations haven't been had, um, you know, it, it, it always leads to healing. What say you, Ezzy? Mm, this all came from a Disney movie <laughs> comment thing. Well, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's just I, I, supposed to yeah. show you how much representation, yeah, um, uh, inclusion, and equality leads to conversation. Yeah, that's that's very like, true. This, and... this is a discourse that's coming out of Disney's decision to include uh, a lovely storyline. Yeah, and you know, I give my friends grace to a certain extent. You know. Um, if this person over time shows that, you know, they are going to keep God in a box and that their God has limits to their love and uh, only certain people can sit at that table, then I think it might be time to reconsider the friendship. But uh, I uh, I would just say, you know, love them where they're at, continue to be your be the light that shines and proves that God loves you their LGBTQ plus children just as they are and that no change is needed and that we can live full lives uh, living and loving how we were created with the capacity to love and be loved. Amen. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful. Um, well, as we have a praise report, we have a praise yeah. report. We will be praying for Katie, but what are we gonna be hallelu- who are we hallelujah for this week? 
Oh, wow. I'm just so excited for this praise report. This is Jennifer Coolidge, everyone. I don't know if you're aware, well, I'm just so excited. I love Yes, Jesus. Okay, that was a terrible intro to Jennifer Wow, Coolidge. as he uh, impressions? <laughs> I'm so keeping the dog, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. This, Not bad. this comes to us from Brandon. The gays, they're trying to murder me. Uh, but Brandon says, just want to say I love you guys and what you do. Such a fun podcast makes me smile. The end. Signed, another gay, extensionally panicky, post-evangelical human. Oh, oh well, Brandon then must have loved your Jennifer Coolidge impression. <laughs> oh. Right on, right on Brandon. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, thanks, Brandon. We love that. We love you. Thanks for listening. And um, if you really, if we really make you smile, maybe uh, just buy us a coffee. <laughs> Hey, on that thought, we'll be right back after this with the scripture of the day. Here at Yes Jesus, we love inclusion in every part of life, awake or asleep. And you know what's really inclusive? Big Fig. They believe that everybody and everybody body deserves great sleep. As you know me, I've been a Big Fig model, I've been a big boy model and a spokesperson for quite some time right now. And Big Fig is the only mattress brand out there that is truly focused and in love with the plus size community and supporting bigger figures. We have conversations all the time about what it means to be a big person and what a bigger person would need to get a good night's sleep. And you know what? I know that five big bears can fit on a big fig. I've seen it at your <laughs> You've house. Seen it. At my, I had a holiday party with five giant bears like myself all sitting on that bed and it didn't move a peep. <laughs> <laughs> Each mattress does have comfort and support. It can hold up to 1,100 pounds and uses cooling technology and edge support. Oh, yes, cooling. I don't want to be a sweaty sleeper. You know, the frame is made of steel and the box spring is made of solid wood. Not these like foldable up things that you could order online. A real strong like they don't make them like they used to type quality <laughs> that really can support a bigger figure. It is a sturdy mattress and a comfy one at that. Big Fig offers 120 night trial. If you don't love it, you can return it, honey. Oh, but you're definitely going to love it. I know so, so much that I made a special link for Yas Jesus listeners. Just visit tinyurl.com slash Yas Jesus. That's Y-A-S-S Jesus to find inclusion, comfort, and support all night long on your big fake mattress. You just might get resurrected. Hello, this is Utica Queen with Yas Jesus. Ozzy, we're back with the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Yes, it's soul food. What is it, Ozzy? Tell me all about it. Matthew, give it up. Matthew 11, 18 through 19. John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated. By her deeds. Tax collectors and sinners. I love that they get roped together. <laughs> like they're hanging out at the same bar for sure. You know, we haven't spent enough time on this podcast appreciating John the Baptist. Ah, uh, yes. That hairy, fur-covered, leather-wearing, locust-eating daddy. 
This is a John the Baptist appreciation episode. John the Baptist is a lumbersexual. John the Baptist is giving cottagecore. John the Baptist is giving Marsha P. Johnson throwing a brick. John the Baptist didn't hold the sass back. Who is John the Baptist guy? He was a disruptor. He shocked people. He was an influencer before TikTok. You hear that, Gen Z? I don't know why you're shocked. John the Baptist gives it to you at every bowl. All right, we'll share a few more details about John the Baptist. First, John the Baptist was Jesus's older cousin. His mom and the Blessed Virgin Mary were sisters. And just like cousins, Jesus, John the Baptist, had his own interesting birth story. His parents were old and didn't have children. That was something of an embarrassment in the biblical world. You were supposed to keep the family going with children, so not being able to have any caused people to be pitied. Mm. So John's dad, Zechariah, was a priest who worked in the temple. And one day he had his visit from the angel Gabriel. And just like Mary's visit from the angel Gabriel, but he questioned the angel too much, so this happened. Luke 1, 19-20. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you'll become mute, unable to speak until the day that these things occur. And just like that, Zachariah couldn't speak. It was only after John was born that his dad could speak. Let's rewind a little. Before John was born, a very pregnant Mary came to visit her relative, Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was John's mom. And this is a cool moment. Luke 1, 41. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. So John was a baby jumper. When he gets near Jesus, he just needs to move and groove his body. Yes, and that experience just sets John up for the rest of his life ahead of him. And just to add, Mary responds to Mary with the most ass-kicking song about justice. We're going to have to save that for its own episode, but trust me, the song of Mary, sometimes called the Magnificat, will make you shiver in all the right places. (laughs) Ooh, I'm listening. Well, let's fast forward several years and several fashion choices later. John grew up and started to live in the woods. Right, this is where all those grizzly Adam Bear references come in. (laughs) Into the woods we go, into the woods we go. Yes, he got very woodsy and he started screaming. Into the woods! (laughs) Listen to what Matthew says, Matthew 3.1. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And John started living a wild lifestyle. Here's how Matthew 3, 4 describes him. John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Girl. He just went to fashion week, girl. (laughs) 
<laughs> Something. What's wrong with John the Baptist showing up at Fashion Week? She's vegan. This is, it sounds like a gossip column, Matthew 3, 4. It's a John wore clothing of camel's hair, matched with a leather belt around his waist, and the guests all dined on locusts and wild honey. Sounds fancy. Well, here's where John gets interesting. Camel hair's clothing? Who makes that these days? Okay. So I'm looking at a Vogue article today about camel hair clothing. So it's a fashion trend that clearly started because some fashion designers knew their Bible stories. Mm, and a leather belt. That's a classic. Okay. Classic. I like to think it was not just a belt, but maybe like a harness. Like, don't you think that would really complete the cottagecore lumber sexual look? Like kind of what they're doing on the red carpets these days. These men wearing harnesses. Camel hair and a harness. That is New York fashion. Yes. Fashion. Yes. Suede camel hair just not suede leather harness but yes i see it i see it oh, you it see fits it in perfectly. cross body bag maybe uh hot oh god i'm getting hot mm-hmm. bothered okay then there is his diet right wild locusts and honey i want to know if he would coat the locust with honey or if the honey was like a chaser it was like a tray pass i'm imagining like like the kind of skewer you know, maybe with like a peanut <laughs> sauce, a honey, like a honey a dip. Honey like, I want to know about the texture. Like, were they, were the locusts crunchy? Were we doing crunchy? Mm. Like a like a, a grilled locust, you know, with honey? Or are they squishy? Is it kind of like boiled locusts with the honey? I, I think I would rather them be crunchy. You could probably make any, a pudding out of it, though. I wonder if he, like, you know, found a fig tree and, you know, made, you know, it had some figs with it, too, maybe. But I feel like it would F- say it so figured it out. So. Well, we've been calling John Cottagecore or Lumbersexual, but I'm really getting daddy bear vibes from him, and I'm living for it. Mm-hmm. He's a rough and rugged man, the kind you want to mm-hmm. just take you in where you're lost in the woods and say, where are you going? Why are you off the beaten path? I don't know. Take me wherever you're going. And then he nurses you back to health with something like tree mm-hmm. bark and wolf urine or, you know, just from his own milk from his own titties or something. Oh, but we could keep going in Matthew, and we could get the other really great, like really queer quality of John the Baptist. He doesn't mind calling out a fool or a hypocrite. He will read you. <laughs> and he does read me. Uh, so maybe John is a drag queen, like a big bear drag queen like Verla Jean Merman. <laughs> oh, maybe right, Verla Jean Merman is John the Baptist. <laughs> I mean, that is like a Tarantino-level <laughs> casting decision. I'm so. in for the ticket. You have my ticket. <laughs> Take my money. Because John is preaching repentance, people flock to him. He's an influencer. And people are legit scared about the coming apocalypse, which I think people have just always been afraid about. So they want some protection, and they come to get baptized, including a few religious leaders of the day. And John is not putting up with that at all. When he sees them, he yells, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the coming wrath therefore bear fruit worthy of repentance and do not presume to say to yourselves we have abraham as our ancestor for i tell you god is able from these stones to raise up children to abraham even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees therefore every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire Azzy, I think the best thing that you've ever done in your life is cast Farla Jean Merman as John the Baptist. <laughs> Jeff, who Did is I get Farla a glad Jean. award for that? Yes, I think you're going to get the glad <laughs> award, Azzy. I think this just cinched it. If anyone from Glad's listening, did you hear that? Farla Jean Merman as John the Baptist? Can you Come picture on. Jeff? 
who plays Varla. If you guys do yourself a favor and get to know the, the queen of Varla G. Merman, if you don't know Varla G. Merman, who is absolutely hysterical and hilarious, yeah. um, follow her on Insta and everything else. She's a legend um, before Drag Race even. Mm-hmm. Um, and was on Broadway in Chicago before before Jinx. Um, did She was... Um, uh, the news reporter that was always that's always traditionally played by a drag queen, but um, amazing anyway. But out of drag, Varla is Jeff the Baptist, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like a total lumber sexual. Yes, it's actually quite interesting uh, uh, to see. And Varla can read somebody. And let me tell you something: just the, like you brood of vipers, that's a classic read. Uh-huh. And in front of everyone, Azzy, in front of everyone, Scandalous. even Jesus goes to get baptized by John. And they have an awkward little exchange. John knows that Jesus is more powerful and more holy than he is. He doesn't want to elevate himself above Jesus by forgiving Jesus' sins. But Jesus insists that this is the way it is supposed to go. So John did speak truth to power, but sometimes people in power don't like that so much. So John also scolded King Herod. And Herod responded by putting John in prison for years, eventually executing him. Again, another baked Bible story for another time. But the point is that that we need to be speaking truth to power. John ushered in Jesus, and our words and actions can also change the world. I see a lot of the queer community in John the Baptist. It could be one of those biblical figures that the LGBTQ community can relate to. Fashion choices like fur and leather. <laughs> Speaking of leather. Or at least leather. Faux fur, <laughs> hair, camel hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of leather, I'm sure the leather community would love him. We should bring that up oh, when, we, uh, when we host the LA Leather Pride panel. Oh, yeah, we're doing that. We should bring that up. That would be a great one to bring up. And cottagecore lesbians will be there, and they will love him as well. (laughs) Yes. The activists and protesters can relate to him speaking truth to power. The coalition builders can also find that he cooperated with Jesus to bring a new world. I mean, that is basically the LGBTQ community. We are the John the Baptist for our day and age. I love that. That's awesome. Our Tide Love Offering Charity Act of Good This Week, Azzy. Remember, and don't you dare forget, Beloved Arise essay contest we talked about during the Queer Christian News segment. Get on it, children. If you are a high school senior, enter an essay. Or no one. Or no one. (laughs) Or no one. Enter an essay and get that scholarship money, honey. If you aren't a high school senior, you probably know one. So let them know. Get them involved. Get them that, you know, that scholarship. Help them. Yeah. Think about it, gunkles and funtles, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Remember, uh, the full details are at belovedarise.org slash essay. Now, you guys, you may have followers, but if your followers are not actively engaging with each other, learning from each other, and vibing regularly, then you don't have a community. So listen, community, reach out to us. We want to know. We want to feel your presence, okay? Mm -hmm. So community, right now, listen, we are going to close in prayer. Huddle in. Huddle in. God, we want to pray for John the Baptist in our lives, all the John the Baptists in our lives. Pray for those funky people with their crunchy fashion and their food choices. We pray for those who scream at authority about how they are messing up. We pray for those who don't take no Shiloh from nobody. Mm-hmm. And we pray for those who risk their life through their truth telling. Yes. I think we know someone a little like John the Baptist. Let them encourage us and and help us be a little bolder 
a little less caring what people think about us. Be our true selves. Be bold. We pray for high school seniors who are getting ready for college. Thank you for scholarship opportunities like Beloved Arise that are supporting queer youth of faith and giving them educational futures. Yes. We are so we we pray for those that are eligible um, to uh, get an opportunity at something like that. Yes, we love to see our community thriving with more and more opportunities. Yes. So we're th- we we give thanks for Beloved Arise making that opportunity available, and we pray with Katie that she can manage her relationship with her friends, let her take inspiration from films like Strange World, and let her be a light and a witness to friends. Let her be John the Baptist, who don't know yet how to properly love and support her as a queer Christian. Let her know she is surrounded by a loving community here at Yes Jesus and a cloud of witnesses encouraging her every single day. Finally, we pray for Brandon, another gay, existentially panicky, post-evangelical human that we can relate to and understand, and we give thanks for them and their presence and their praise report. In all of this, we pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Azzy, and thank you all of you for listening to another episode of the GLAAD Award nominated <laughs> Yash Jesus. Yes. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at yashjesuspod.com. Now, if you like the show, make a donation on the Buy Us a Coffee button on our webpage or become a sponsor. Share us with a friend. You know what to do. You're not brand new. Help us keep this show running. That's right. How do you think I? How do you think I'm? You know, able to afford the candy that I give out at church. You know, I'm that lady at church who always has the little sack of candy that the kids come to. Oh yeah, you got a sack, all right, Eddie. I don't know. That was terrible. Anyway, you can now leave an audio <laughs> prayer request or praise report on our website, yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording at yasjesuspod.com. I think you owe everybody 49 cents for having to do that. I agree. Uh, Send send us your (laughs) praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a hello. Not even a joke, just an actual hello. We'd love to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny the Franzese, and Jennifer Coolidge and Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray and Meredith Polly. I mean, didn't you have a lady at church who had always had a bag of candy? Her name at my church was Opal. It was Opal who always my, had the candy. At my church, it was Meredith the Polly. <laughs> uh, look, if we are streaming and screaming, you should listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If someone says, you're listening to Yes Jesus, where can I find that? Say anywhere. Mm-mm. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. And just remember, whether you buy us a coffee or not, or your Jennifer Coolidge impression is spot on, or you got a lady at church who gives candy or not, God loves you just as you are. Keep praising the Lord, y'all.